listening to the All Things Good podcast. Hello and welcome to the HD podcast. Today I'm joined by Wilbur Yu. Wilbur, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, just for everyone listening, Wilbur is the CEO of Utech, a full-service marketing agency. He was also recently featured on uh, Forbes Under 30, which I think is pretty awesome. So I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, Wilbur, can you just you know maybe tell the people listening a little bit more about uh, you know what you do and Utech? Yeah. Um, so we are a, well. Utech is a full-service marketing and development agency. Um, we based out of Chicago. Um, Scottsdale and we just opened an office in Dallas as well. Um, and you know, we, we cater to small and medium-sized businesses and and we help them not only from a marketing standpoint, but from a development standpoint, you know, in, in today's world, in the digital age, it's, it's tough to get your message across. Um, if you don't have large budgets or, you know, if you're not Coca-Cola or one of those big brands. And so what we do is we utilize our tools and, and, and help them get there. So, um, you know, we've built a lot of different apps, websites, you know, softwares. Uh, but I will tell you that, you know, our bread and butter is really in the e-commerce space, helping companies, CPG companies, or just any companies go direct to consumer. Um, and our business has, has, you know, doubled since COVID, you know, and, and it's really because that, you know, there, there's an emphasis on creating a sales channel direct to consumer online. Um, and I think that's here to stay. Yeah, definitely a big space to be in, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, for just media in general as well. Like we've seen, you know, such an increase during COVID as like you said yourself with your company, uh, you know, how did you first, you know, how did your first you know, like entrepreneurial journey start with you tech? You know, I, I'm always excited to hear everyone's entrepreneurial story because everyone's kind of different, but kind of the same. So yeah. how, how did you, you know, first get into it? So truth be told, I, I mean, I started, I started programming when I was like 10 years old and that got me into the whole tech world and computer world and, and working with others. And um, I, truth be told, I had two failed businesses before UTech and then after those two failed businesses, I decided, Hey, I need some, I need some experience. Um, and I was in college at the time. So I started working for a company in Chicago called American Invesco, which was one of the largest, uh, kind of minimum developers in Chicago at the time. Um, and when I got there, they were using, uh, an agency for their website. Um, we would, you know, change a picture on the website and they bill us a thousand dollars, you know, things like that would happen. Um, because it, people didn't know how much it would cost, how much time it would take. And so they would just pay it. Um, So I convinced the owner to let me rebuild the sites, the marketing, the the backend system and and start generating leads through online. It turned out to be the best idea he's had. We started generating a lot of um, leads through it. Um, And then I realized that this is something I could do um, moving forward. So I decided to leave there and I started UTech. I had $600 in my bank account. I took it out. I incorporated the business and that was it. You know, I started in my parents' basement and I was 21 at the time. Um, about 
a few weeks later, he called me and um, he became my first client. That's awesome. You know, you, you mentioned you have, you know, two failed businesses before you started this. I think pretty much every entrepreneur has gone through that exact uh, scenario. Right. Uh, basically, you just keep going and keep going until you get to the, you know, that the one that really hits. Um, you know, how do you, you know, maybe for people listening, how do you kind of combat failure, like, and just not let it bother you? You know, I think a lot of people stop, kind of stop when they hit failure, when it really isn't failure, maybe they just haven't gotten to the end point yet. So how do you kind of, you know, work through that and, you know, your mentality with that? Well, that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people look at me, I'm, I'm 30 years old and they're like, oh, he got lucky. There was overnight success and right. all of that. And always the case right it's it's always how people see things but they didn't see the years and years of the 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 trial and error and all of that and i think for me my mindset has always been simple okay i can fail and fail and fail and fail i only need to be right once so that's kind of been my mentality through it all so um you know with a business or for finding you know the love of your life marriage whatever it is that you're doing you only got to be once or right once. And so that's kind of the mentality I have. So I was willing to continue to learn. And, and, and truth be told, those two first businesses that failed taught me everything not to do in a business. Um, and yeah. so that's what catapulted me to, you know, having success with UTech. But I think for, from a mindset standpoint, you just got to continue to, to take it day by day. Um, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but Take it day by day, learn, try and get through obstacles and, and look for problems um, that others are having and, and create a solution for them. And what are some, you know, like specific examples maybe that you learned from those two businesses? You know, like kind of my entrepreneurial journey from the beginning, I learned, you know, like that you don't just have to work harder, you know, it maybe transition to working smarter. Um, you know, I think maybe when you're working harder, you kind of get, you know, burnt out and kind of hit a, an end point. Uh, so, you know, what are some specific examples that you've learned? Well, I think um, for me on my end, what was really, really important to me was surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, it's, it's never been truer in, you know, business as well. It's, it's, it's just like growing up, you know, if you hang around with the right people and the right friends, you tend to, you know, become the five closest people to you. If you hang out with a bad crowd, well, you're probably going to do things that are probably not in the best interest for you. And the same thing with business. When you're starting off building a business, you want people that have the same vision as you, that has the same work ethic as you, that believes in you. Um, and I, I think that was one of the biggest things that I've learned. And, and don't just bring on partners for a business just to have partners. Right. Um, I think you know, with the first business I had, we brought in partners and did all this stuff and it just didn't work out well. So the second time around, I decided, Hey, you know what? I want to be able to make decisions, whether they're right or wrong, at least I can live with it. And a decision has been made. Um, but the biggest thing for me is surrounding yourself with the right people. UTech wouldn't be here today if I didn't bring in the people from the very beginning to help me, you know, as we continue to scale. No, yeah, I think that's a good point. Kind of like with you know, uh, all things good. Uh, you know, I've had great friends, luckily, that have been around me that have always believed in me and where I'm going, and they'll do anything, you know, I drop out of a hat for me, whether it's podcast stuff, marketing stuff, you know, so it's always good, like you said, to have people involved, but maybe 
also learn to not have people too involved. Like you said, you kind of want to make decisions on your own. Yep. And like what I kind of like to say is I'm the type of person that like, I like to die on my own sword type thing. You know, like if yeah. I'm going to, if I'm going to, you can go to sleep at night knowing that you made the decision, you followed your gut, even if it's wrong, you have a better chance of sleeping rather than not knowing, not agreeing, but your partners wants to do this. So you're just going to let it happen. It, it's just, it's, it's a better feeling. And I think you have more, you know, just control over it. Yeah. So, so how do you like, maybe for people listening who are aspiring entrepreneurs, how do you find, you know, those good people, you know, obviously you have friends, but you know, that can get a little fishy at times bringing in your friends, but how do you find kind of like, how do you like analyze someone if they're a good partner for your business? I think it's hard. It's, that's a really hard question. Really hard. I think you just really have to f- be, um, you know, the best at following your gut and being a judge of character. Um, at the end of the day, they have to buy into your vision. You got to know their work ethic and, you know, are they in it for the long haul? Are they loyal people? Because at the end of the day, um, you know, not everything's going to go right. And I don't care if you're the biggest business in the world or if you're the smallest, I mean, the problems are similar. They're just magnified a bit, you know? So, um, you know, I always thought that, you know, the business would get easier. My job would get easier as UTech continued to grow. Um, and now, you know, we're at 75 employees and I have more headaches now and obstacles now every single day than I did when we had no money and no clients, you know, it just, things have changed that much, but, um, through it all, I think finding people that you can have a drink with finding someone that you can trust someone that has a good work ethic and it has a good personality overall and just be a good person. I think that would be your best bet forward. Um, you know, when you're looking for partners or, or bringing in employees, you know, especially the first few employees you bring in is going to be, is going to have a huge impact, whether your business is successful or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you learn from, you know, if an employee doesn't, you know, work out, you know, maybe, you know, like don't take it personally, I guess, if uh, an employee doesn't work out for your business, it might not be you, it might not be them, maybe just not a good fit. You know, so how do you kind of deal with that? Yeah, through the through the last nine years, um, I, we've learned a lot. Every time someone left, we always took it personal. It was like, <laughs> hey, you know, what did we do wrong? Or what did they do wrong? Or, you know, whatever it was. And, you know, that was a learning curve. We've never done management before. We've never had a business that was real and generating money or, or, or anything like that. So, um, you know, the first four or five years, I mean, it was tough, you know, making sure that we brought in the right people and kind of going through. And, and sometimes you get those cases where they're just a bad fit. Um, and now, you know, we're at 75, you know, moving to a hundred employees, not to say that, you know, we don't have the same relationships, but we just think about it differently. You know, if, if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. And it, it could be because of us, it because of them, they had a better opportunity. At the end of the day, we always want to make sure that, there's no bad blood. There's no bridges burned. Um, and just to take this best step forward for both parties involved. Um, so our mentality has changed in that aspect, but the biggest thing for us is, um, is, is, is culture fit. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, they're a culture fit to us. We're a young group, a lot of entrepreneurial spirit. We think that, you know, we can reach the moon. Um, we're willing to, to, you know, 
bust ass really and and really just you know um work as hard as possible to see what we can do and some people don't fit into that mold and the people that don't or the people that are negative or what we call like kind of just bad for culture all around if they have a negative attitude or whatever it spreads throughout the office quickly so we don't even take the time to you know have to deal with it you know we just we just have to remove them and and it's better for the business i think from our standpoint too like no matter even if it's your best sales guy like he's your number one sales guy but he's toxic he people don't like him people don't get along with him he's not nice to people you you have to rip the band-aid off even if he's the best salesperson just because it's not good for the business overall so we've went through a lot we've learned through a lot um but um you know it's it's worked out for us well, yeah, it's like I've I've heard, you know, a lot of great business leaders say, you know, hire fast, fire faster, promote yeah. fastest. Um, so like you said, you know, if you hire someone and then they're not working, not working out, you know, it's best to rip the bandaid off at the beginning. Then you're like, then, years, wait, right. A couple of years later and you end up doing the same thing you wanted to do in the beginning. So that's right. Uh, so, you know, you're also an author as well of Happy, Humble, uh, Motivated, where you talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the book and where people can get it? Yeah. Um, so it's just a short memoir of just how, um, you know, UTech began and and where we came and, and um, to kind of show how far we've come and just some life lessons that I've learned along the way. It's nothing crazy. It's a short memoir book. You could probably read within an hour or two, um, but it's available on Amazon. It was published on um, Amazon. You can get it on Kindle and all of that, but it's a short little read. I've gotten great feedback from it. A lot of people that are aspiring to be entrepreneurs or um, kids even that that just want that extra motivational boost. It has been great. You know, when we released it, we had pre-orders. We had a lot of orders and, you know, we got really good feedback from it. So I'm, I'm happy that I released it. Um, but at the same time, I think, um, you know, it, it could be more detailed, but I, I'm not an author. I didn't want to, you know, do any of that. It was really just to kind of put out there, um, you know, just a, a little bit of motivation for anyone that needs it. Yeah. And, you know, in the early stages of building UTech, I believe, you were, it was founded on like a $600 investment, right? Which yes. is now a multi-million dollar company. Right. Uh, can you know, you speak to the, I mean, I know the levels of stress that can occur at the beginning when you're making no money, but can you talk a little bit about like, how does someone scale a company like that? Or like, what are the early days like when you're really not making any money, but will do anything to make, you know, a quick buck? <laughs> yeah. So, um, the biggest thing for us is like when we had no money, it was never turned down any opportunity. Like anyone, everyone we took. And the 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 phrase of like faking it till you make it was was really real. You know, we we would talk to companies, they're like, have you done this before? Have you done that before? We'd be like, Yep, we did it. And we had no idea what we were doing at the time. Um, and we did it, they paid us, and we they paid us to figure it out essentially. So we figured it out. We got it to them and it worked out really well. So um, I think for us, you know, scaling from 
you know, $600 to, you know, being valued last year at 25 million and, and looking to double and triple in the next few years. It just, it's, it's just about grabbing a hold of every opportunity that you can get. Um, continue to double down on your company, on yourself, on your services, on your team, um, and to get better. Because the from the first website we built to the websites that we build now are absolutely, you know, amazing. You know, we would build websites back then for $500. And if you look at it now, they look terrible, you know, right. um, and now today we're building 200, 300, $400,000 websites. And they're, I mean, they're, they're top-notch websites. They're probably the best in the biz. So um, I think it just, um, it just kind of, you know, you just got to make it a focal point to invest in yourself, invest in your team members and get better every single day. Um, in regards to the services or even products that you're offering. Um, and that's why I wanted to also write that book or, or release that book was because I feel as though my story is definitely more relatable. And there's a lot of stories like mine out there, but it's definitely more relatable than hearing about us, you know, Steve Jobs or, right. or yeah. Bill Gates or, you know, those Mark Zuckerberg's, obviously those are unicorns and they deserve their praise. And, um, you know, you like, they've done amazing things. Um, and they change the world, but there's also everyday entrepreneurs that, you know, is more attainable, more reachable, more uh, relatable. And I think that's what, part of the reason why I also released that. No, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I think a lot of people, when they see entrepreneurship, they think it, think of it as this cool thing, you know, like you said earlier, overnight success, you know, they might see someone like Elon Musk and think, right. Oh, I'm going to be right. Elon Musk. And it's like, you know, I mean, good. Good luck with that. But, you know, like, like you said, with yourself, there's also, um, you know, entrepreneurs in the middle who have their own story and, you know, I they have remarkable stories and they have amazing, more impressive stories than, you know, some of these big guys. So right. um, I've seen them all. I've heard them all. And, you know, the, the stories that, you know, I hear from that, from kids that started in their garage and got it to 35 million, a hundred million, you don't hear about those you know, right. on TV or anything, but they are amazing stories. And, um, I, I like those better, honestly. And some, some of those people too, they don't get, you know, the big breaks that may be right. uh, very successful entrepreneurs get, you right. know, I mean, obviously I'm a big believer in, you know, working hard and, you know, working smart, but sometimes you do need, you know, like that break that just like, it kind of pulls in your favor. Uh, you know, Absolutely. Have you some of the biggest entrepreneurs today, some of the richest people in the world today, the Elon Musk, the Mark Cubans, I mean, they're smart guys. They know what they're doing. But also they were at a time where, you know, during the dot-com boom and all that stuff. I mean, if you had any ounce of like tech idea or some business, I mean, right. Mark Cuban sold his yeah, Mark Cuban broadcast for $6 billion at the time and it wasn't worth nearly much a fraction of that so um you know sometimes you got to get lucky too yeah i was just going to mention mark cuban i mean that guy was the definition of right place right time you that's know, right I wish i could go back in time and be born earlier and maybe be part of the right. the dot-com bubble right. but um you know so utech also you know you guys give back to the community um can you tell us a little bit maybe more about the causes that you guys contribute to i know it's uh is it isabel and the incredibles and be careful yeah so um one of our clients granddaughters um has this 
rare, rare disease when you're born. Um, it's slipping up. It's hard to say. Um, so we really got involved in that cause. Um, and then from that cause, this, this is when, this was like six years ago. So we were so small at the time um, and we weren't as big. We didn't have as much funds, but from there, we really got into the whole children aspect of it and also hunger. We Hunger is a big thing for us. Um, and we've been helping out a lot of nonprofits in that. We've helped um, Larry's Children Hospital. Um, and I will be joining a board um, in um, the next month or so for a, a very large nonprofit um, in regards to hunger. Um, and so right. uh, I can't say anything yet. I'm under NDA, but that should be happening soon. And we're going to be um, helping them take that, you know, nonprofit to the next level, really. Um, and I'm really excited about that. No, that's that's awesome. Uh, is there like kind of, uh, you know, any reason why you wanted to go, uh, you know, with hunger? Or is that kind of just something that uh, came about? Well, I, I think that there's there's so much waste as far as food goes and, and no one on the planet should, should go hungry. I mean, I, I think everyone can kind of see that, understand that um, you can debate everything else. You can debate shelter, you can debate um, healthcare, you can debate all that stuff. And I'll leave that to the politicians and the people, you know, in that, but no one should go hungry. If someone wants food, right. it should be available. Um, you know, and, and that's just something that we really, really pride ourselves on. Um, and I know growing up, um, you know, I've seen families that, you know, were supported by the government um, or people that, you know, went hungry. And I've seen people in China that, you know, are, have no food or are very, you know, it's, it's tough. So um, I just truly believe that, you know, hunger and, and, and food is something that should be universal where everyone should be able to eat. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, we're actually working with a nonprofit as well that helps feed people in Chicago. So uh, maybe we'll have to help connect you guys eventually. And that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, as we start to end the podcast, you know, what would be your best advice for maybe a struggling entrepreneur or someone starting out? Um, if they're struggling, just keep on struggling. Keep on struggling. Keep on going. Um, don't don't stand still. Don't go backwards. Just keep on struggling. You're going to continue to learn. You're going to get stronger from it. You're going to adapt and you're going to get through those obstacles. Um, but my biggest advice for, for entrepreneurs is really um, keep your head up. Don't let the highs get too high. Don't let the lows get too low. Um, be the leader in the clubhouse for, for you and your team. And um, really, you know, just look for every opportunity that you can get and, and get after it. I, I, I think that for for entrepreneurs, you're taking a huge risk in, you know, trying to build your own business. And obviously, um, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are doing it for the right reasons. Um, and I also think a lot of people just think that it's an easy way of, you know, not having to work. Yeah, being um, or something. Like yeah the excuse of not working. But regardless, I think, um, you know, if you're if you're really trying to start a business, you believe in your vision, you believe in your business, you believe that there's a cause for it. Uh, figure out also quickly and fail fast, you know, figure out if this is something that customers are going to want. Um, if it's a service or if it's a product, make sure that things are getting done on time. And um, the biggest thing too, for us is done is always better than perfect. 
And so, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurs, they, they want everything to be perfect um, before they release a product or before they release a website or logo or everything doesn't have to be, you know, nothing's perfect. Nothing will ever get perfect. You adapt and you continue to go as long as the solution's there, launch it, go with it, test it, um, and then continue to adapt from there. That's, that's the biggest advice I can get from the websites, websites that we used to build from the logo, from the branding and everything. I mean, I hope I never see that again, but that's what we launched with and we still made it. You know, it didn't matter what color we picked the logo to be. Doesn't matter what font we picked. None of that matters anymore. Now we have a reputation for it. And at the end of the day, your brand is your reputation. So um, make sure you have a good reputation. Make sure you deliver to your customers. Um, and, you know, everything else should, should come to you. No, oh, yeah, I think that's a good point too of like, you know, just keep trying to move forward. <laughs> I think, you know, you can probably relate to this too, but, you know, at the beginning of entrepreneurship, it can kind of feel like, you know, when you're struggling and failing, can kind of feel like you're not moving anywhere, but right. you know, as long as you keep moving and trying and working hard, you might yep. not think you're moving anywhere, but then in a couple of years, you look back and be like, you know, I actually was going somewhere. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. And I, I, the one thing I will say is, you know, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I love building things from nothing and, and thinking of new solutions and all of that. And my role now has really transformed into being more of a CEO and when you become a CEO and, and you're running this business and managing all these people and all that stuff, it's a lot more boring than being an entrepreneur. So, yeah. <laughs> so just an entrepreneur is, is a lot more fun. Um, you're at war. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I commend all those entrepreneurs out there and, and to build their business and, and continue doing what they do. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So one question I like to end the podcast with is uh, in your own words, what is happiness? What is what? happiness happiness yeah um i think happiness is a <laughs> is a feeling i don't think it's a destination for people so uh you know sometimes you know you feel sad sometimes you feel hungry sometimes you feel tired i think happiness is just another emotion but i think for from the broader view of everything um make sure you're doing what you want to do make sure that um, you have a positive outlook on life and the certain situations, being grateful for the things that you have and remembering that no one owes you anything and you're not entitled to anything. I think that will bring upon more happiness to, to anyone involved, but, um, yeah, stay healthy, yep. work hard, play hard and, 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 and cater to the things and people that, that mean the most to you. Yep. I like it. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you uh, you joining today. Uh, it was great talking with you. Uh, you know, where can you want know, to just maybe mention where people can find you if they want to learn a little bit more about you? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I don't really do social media. I kind of stay low key on that end. So right. you're not going to find my Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. Um, but if they, if they dig deep enough, they might. They might, but I'm not <laughs> active. So, you know, um, but um you can find me on LinkedIn. I have a website, wilburu.com. And then you can also find me on utechagency.com. So um, I'm available online. I just, from a personal life standpoint, um, I'm not on social. So I feel you, man. I'm not, I'm not a big guy on that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so just to recap, everyone listening, this has been uh, an HUD podcast with Wilbur U. Thank you.